there's time for change. And I'm well aware of what you see and how you see it. And I'm even more aware that you're upset. It is time for a change. It is time for a change because you're leaving. And you're leaving rightfully so. You're leaving because our views don't match our Christ. You're leaving because our behavior, it doesn't match our words. You're leaving because you deserve to. It's time for a change. This is a call to you. A call to come and help me restore the balance. There is no spoon. There are no realities that we have not created. And the wonderful thing about created realities is that we can uncreate what we don't want by a simple thought. This video, this video is not for everybody. This message is not for the people who are going to give the negative comments. This message is for you. It is for you because you feel what I'm saying. You know, I still believe that words are powerful. I still believe that words are the things that draw us and bind us together. I still believe there's power in words. We've already won. We've already won because people like me exist. I'm not alone. If you hear me, if your blood is on fire for change, if you hear me, if you feel me, if I've made you move in a manner in which you've been waiting for, come. I know it's time for a change. It's here. We've already won. Man, come on, put your hands together. Go ahead and grab your seat. Grab your seat. I'm going to let you relax today. God's been good to us, has he not? Yeah. Come on, you're not making enough noise yeah. for being a call in the first time. Yeah. God's been good to us. Yeah. Hey, we are the Church Fund Church. If you're in our area, 2915 Avenue, yeah. here in the half. We love to have you. I promise you, I got the best members in all of planet Earth. Come on, put your hands together. We're not, we're, we're, we're not a 20,000 member church, on, but we are growing church on our way to a 20,000 member church. Somebody yes, just shout you. Amen. Amen. I want to read for you two verses out of the God's, uh, God's scriptures in 1 Thessalonians. I want to read, uh, I believe it's chapter 4. <clears throat> Excuse me, make reference. I believe it's chapter 4. God's been good to us. Amen. Amen. God, I want to thank all of you. I'm just going to read it. You relax and sit there. Verses 9 and 10. The Message Bible. I want you to understand God's word from the Message Bible. Regarding life together and getting along with each other. You don't need me to tell you what to do. Your God taught in these matters. Just love one another. You're already good at that. Your friends all over the province of Macedonia are the evidence. Keep it up. Get better at it. And then better at it. Right. Stay calm. Mind your own business. Come on now. Worry about Do your own job. Right. 
Can I say that last part? Yes, sir. Say that again. Mind your own. your own business and then do your own job. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Amen. Mind your own business and then do your own job. Here you go. You can take my Bible from me. Amen. God's been good. Let me know what verse that was. I forget what chapter that was. Today I want to talk to you about worry about yourself. That's first Thessalonians 4. That was first Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Amen. Amen. Worry about yourself. For the next 15, 20 minutes, I just want to talk to you about worry about yourself. You do know. Everybody knows it these days, don't you? But it's not nosy that's a problem. It's being nosy outside of Christ that's a problem. Do you mind if I just walk just a little bit? I'm not going to bother you too much. Uh I just want to talk about worry about yourself. Is that all right? You see, my brothers and sisters, when you love who you are, you don't get mad when somebody else be who they are. Reverend! I'm going to come from just a text. I'm going to do it real lightly. I'm not going to isogene. I'm going to exogene. I'm just trying to tell you about 1 Thessalonians 4 chapter, verses 9 through 12. Paul says, you guys are doing a good job loving one another. But then he says, but loving one another is God taught. Wow. I see you missed that part. Because you want to correct people with God but not love them. You want to correct people with the Bible, but you don't even love the Lord. You love his correction, and you love when his correction follows and pursues other people, but you don't love him enough to let him be your Lord. And the trouble is, my brothers and sisters, we have too many Christians that are angry, mean Christians. I just want to talk about worry about yourself. You see, you can't be saved and mean at the same time. Like, oh, somebody help me. You can't be saved and mean at the same time. Neither can you be saved and racist at the same time. Do you mind if I just tell you about the scripture just for a little bit? Paul says, listen, brothers, you're doing a good job loving one another, but this loving one another, keep doing it. And the proof is everybody around you is doing it also. So you missed it. I'm going to say it a second time. Paul says the reason why I know you're doing what God taught you to do by loving one another is because there's evidence outside of your running mouth I can see that you love people because they act like you love them. Oh, my brothers and sisters, here's the problem. When you don't worry about yourself, you find out that you can sell me all the wolf tickets you want to. You can tell me how positive you are all you want to. But if you're only positive about the people you choose to be positive, come on, somebody help me out. Amen. If I can't see your good seeds on the outside of you, you are not a good tree. Where's my bitch? Lord have mercy. Listen, listen. Let me see if I can help you out this, uh, uh, this particular way. I don't judge a bad tree. I simply observe bad fruit. 
You see, I don't have to look at a bad tree and say you were a bad tree and condemn you. I'm looking at your fruit and I can tell that your roots are not in good things. And see, the only people who kill dreams are those who are too afraid to do their own. Wow, somebody help me out. Amen. Wow. See, 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 when you didn't live your own life, when you didn't live your own dreams, and when you're mad about that, you get mad at other people living theirs. Oh, just give me 15 more minutes, probably a little less than that. I promise you I'm going to be out of your way. I ain't even being hard today. I'm just telling you facts. Here are the facts. Those who are mad at themselves for not living their own dreams will always talk you out of yours. When I worry about you so much that I don't want you to succeed, I'm no longer worrying about myself. Oh, somebody help me in this place. Amen. When, when I worry about what's going on in your house, I'm no longer worried about what's going on in mine. And the only reason I'm so involved in your affairs is because he had his. Okay, still on. Amen. Amen. The only reason why I want to talk about you and lower your self-esteem is because I'm insecure. But when I worry about myself, it doesn't matter how much you shine over there. I love me enough to let you shine without my ridicule. You see, too many of us, brothers and sisters, we're passing off judgmental behavior and we call it constructive criticism. Well done! Trying to help you out. You know what? You did a good job, but that person has a problem with you. I'm trying to help you out. Amen. You mean, you, you're doing a good job, but that person is no longer worried about themselves. Well, I would have did it this way, but that person is no longer worried about themselves. They're only worried about you, and the reason that they're worried about you is because they don't love themselves enough to allow you to love yourself and shine. I wish I had somebody who can testify. The only people pulling you down are the people who are stuck on the ground. And the problem is, the most judgmental, hateful people you ever known praise in the church. Wow. Help us, Lord Jesus. Am I lying? No. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that because I'm a pastor. <laughs> I understand. The truth shall set you free. But fool around and get pregnant and you're not married. Uh oh. And then watch what church folks say about you. Come on, somebody help me out. Mess around and get addicted to something that they don't think is the Holy Ghost. And see what church folks say about it. The truth is, my brothers and sisters, we kill our own soldiers in the army of God. And there's no other army on planet Earth that does that. Because church folks are so busy scaring the hell out of each other, they have not worked on the heaven inside of them. Come on, Ellen. See, it's easy to accept the Lord as your Lord, excuse me, as your Savior because you don't want to go to hell. But until you let him in as your Lord, you won't adjust your behavior. Now, how can I love the Lord but not love you? Can I take you to Scripture? He says, whatever you do unto the least of these, my brother, you do also unto me. And the reason why you so doggone low down and dirty is because you treat God the same way you treat me. 
you just front on the front row of the church acting like you love the Lord. But the truth is, outside the church, you don't love him or yourself. The truth is, every time I shine in Christ, you try to put me in your crucifixion. To be inside the will of God means to be crucified by other people. And the people who won't worry about themselves always try to take you down. You see, Paul says, listen, you did a good job. But then Paul turns around and writes a letter and says, but please mind your own business. Did you miss that part? You see, towards the end of Paul's life, as he's going to the epicenter of the earth at that time, Rome, Paul writes in Romans, the letter to the Romans in the 14th chapter, he tells them how the Holy Spirit will make them love one another. The entire 12, 13, and 14, Paul is telling you this is how we're supposed to behave. I say, watch this here because you missed Romans. Because Romans is so long, the Romans is so good. Preachers normally run out of steam at verse 8. I mean, chapter 8. We, we get to, you know, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but we miss the fact that in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul has his last therefore, and he was saying, listen, for chapters 1 through 11, I was really writing all of that to tell you the Spirit Amen. tells you how to behave. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, let me walk this through to you. He says, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means he took the Levitical sacrificial system, and he says when God puts his hands on a sacrifice, that sacrifice is dead. And you cannot walk into the temple of God one way and come out the same way you came in. Huh? The reason why you don't worry about yourself is because you're not actually a sacrifice. See, when God puts you on the altar, he'll burn everything in you that ain't of you. And when the sheep came in alive, the sheep would leave dead because the sheep being alive without God could not live. So Paul says become a living sacrifice. That means Jesus died, you live. He says you ain't got to give your life, you got to give your living. But when you don't have your living in Christ, you talk about other people. Did I just break that down for you? You see, you see, when you just alive, you do whatever you want to do. But when you living for Christ, you can't put your mouth on people in the wrong way. I'm trying to help you out in this place. You see, you see, when you're actually in the body of Christ, you don't get to talk bad about people. Can I make this make some sense for you in the 21st century? Just because they legalize weed and somebody's smoking it, don't mean you get to talk bad about them. Who you didn't like that at all? Amen. Amen. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you Democrat. Just because you don't like President Trump, don't mean you get to talk bad about him. You can't be in Christ and hate people outside of him. You didn't like that, okay? I'm not talking about Democrats. Gonna get on Republicans. Just because you ain't like Obama, don't mean you can't talk about him. And just because she got pregnant and not be married don't mean you can talk about her. 
If you worry about yourself, Lord have mercy, then you maybe you're here serving well done. And see, here's the problem. I got I got a few more minutes. I got a few more minutes. Let me tell you, here's the problem. The problem is you missed the fact that before Paul, well, before in your reading, Romans, Paul, before he was ever talking in chapter 12, he was saying before he ever got to Rome, brothers, mind your own business. I don't know what it is about us church folk, but the moment we get saved, we become the FBI for mess. I just don't understand it. I, I just, we don't care about nobody's business until we come to the of the Lord. Pastor, look what she didn't post it. I wish I had somebody. Amen. You know that member, don't you? Amen. We, we, listen, listen, listen. If your blinds don't, don't horizontally stay together when you're not holding them, that means you do this far too much. Oh, 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 oh. That wouldn't part of the script. I just felt that you needed to know. Get your nose yourself out the window. Everything ain't your business. I'm trying to help somebody in this place. Amen. You, listen, if you ever want to, let me tell you, here's the only advice that I would give you to give the married folk. If that's not your husband, that's not your wife. Here's the advice. Are you ready for the only thing I want you to do? Here's the only advice I want you to give married folk a check. That's it. Come on. Because you talk too much. Let your money talk. Buy them some pots and pans. Pay that light bill before you tell her go get a divorce. You feel what I just said? In, in, in Jesus' name. You don't help nobody talking about them. Stay out that married business because that ain't your reading. And the state of Texas said that ain't your husband. So shut your mouth. That was a little too hard. They didn't like that one. But you got to understand the spirit gives you the power to speak up and to shut up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, 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 somebody don't like this. So I'm going to end with you on Jesus Christ. Can I tell you about Christ? Let me watch this here. Uh, uh, online audience, everything I'm about to say now is about to be controversial. So if you want to check out, you're more than welcome to do that at this time. <laughs> uh, um, a public audience, everything I'm about to say now is going to be controversial. And if you want to leave, you need to leave at this time. Has everybody been forewarned? Now, here's the problem. The only reason I'm about to say something controversial is because it's the truth. Amen. See, there's something in science called cognitive dissonance. That means that when you have a neuron holding on to one thought, and I introduce to you another thought that's competing against that thought, neurologically, it causes frustration. So I am about to introduce to you a biblical truth that you don't hear every day. And it's going to push up against all your religion and your belief systems. All right. Stop running to the Bible for stuff Christ already answered. Controversy number one. Let me tell you what I mean. Stop telling people they're going to hell because they have tattoos. When Christ died for such a thing. I just told you I'm going to cause you a tad bit of frustration. 
Stop telling people that you're going to hell for getting pregnant too early when Christ died so that don't happen. See, you ain't like that. There's two of them. I'm going to go a little bit harder. Stop cutting off grace for gay folk. Come on, Reverend. When you got bigger sins than being gay. And you got all your grace. But you want to cut off grace for somebody seeing you disagree with. Let me prove that biblically. There are many times inside the Bible in which Christ, not the Old Testament, not the New Testament, written in red, shut his mouth. Can I give you at least two of them? See, uh, biblical example number one. Christ, uh, they came to Jesus, listen, uh, player, um, listen, tell us what to do with our money. Because you understand, um, Caesar say, pay Caesar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God say, pay God. Which one should we do? Jesus shut his mouth. He called it. He see what I'm saying? Because Jesus understood had he answered that question, somebody like me would have took it too far. I'm going to prove this vividly. Now, he, didn't, he never answered the question. He was silent in the text in parentheses says, for he knew it was a trick. Okay? And then when he finally did answer the question, he answered a question with not the question. He said, written under what Caesar's given unto God was God. He never answered the question because he knew somebody like me, the moment he said, forget Caesar, pay God, I'd be up here taking all your money. I wish I had somebody. Amen. Don't you worry about your light bill. Come on, somebody help me out. Pastor, you need a new business. Come on, you miss me. You miss me out there. Amen. Amen. Don't you worry about your water bill. The church got a water bill. He knew it had he answered that we took it too far. But then on the flip side, had he said, Pay the word. Don't pay the church. We wouldn't even be no churches today. We would lights on right now. We wouldn't even be on because you wouldn't even pay. Amen. <laughs> Biblical example number two. John chapter eight. This this carpenter fellow, who happens to be the son of God, is assaulted by some ignorance because the text says that they caught this lady in the act of adultery. But they only bring out the lady. But if you in that, that means Does that make sense? I mean, forget where he at. What position was he in? Come on, man. Come on. Do you mind if I walk just a little bit harder? I'm just gonna keep it safe, but you understand. And so the ignorance was they tried to set him up. And again, the text says, and Jesus knew it was a trap. Because, because how can he be so gracious if he's doing capital punishment? Uh-oh. See, the Levitical law, the Mosaic law says stone them to death, but the husband, excuse me, the man had to be stoned as well. Because yeah. he was defiling someone's wife. Yeah, yeah. But 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 can you imagine? How many wives I would have. I ain't even talking about you. I'm talking about me. Amen. <laughs> if Jesus said, this cool, commit adultery, ain't no problem. Man. But I'll be a, I need a coffee Now, if I just told you I have four, five, six wives, and I'm pretty holy, 
how many do you think you will have? Come on, somebody help me out. Amen. You see where I'm going. Jesus understood. Shh, I've been not answer this question. Watch it, watch it. Now watch it. Now, now, now. And can you imagine the flip side? If Jesus said, I nobody sleep with nobody, you, you, you wouldn't you would, you would, be nothing. You, you, you wouldn't have nothing. We'd be out there stoning people to death every time they did something wrong. Had he gave permission to stone, that hey, pass the crowd, you understand. We'll be saying, Pastor, she just sinned, get the stone. I'm talking to somebody, somebody, amen. Be no grace, just stone. You understand what I'm saying? So the text says, Jesus minded his own business. Oh, you missed all of that. I'm trying to liberate you. He wrote down, no matter what he wrote, the text don't say it, so I ain't go uh, uh, hypothesize about it. But the point is, when he got back up, he told the lady, go, sin no more. Church, we got it backwards. We tell people, stop sitting and then go. But Jesus said, go, and then sin no more. So I want to challenge you this week to mind your own business. Because if Jesus, who knew everything, and had every right to do all the stuff that we do every day, didn't do it, maybe you ought to do like him and mind your own business. Worry about yourself. Your challenge for the next seven days is to mind your business in the same manner Jesus Christ did. Now I gave you two examples. There's many a times Jesus talked to somebody who knew all they sins and never cast a stone. He knew a lady had more than one sexual partner and never cast a stone. Jesus was the God of mind in his own business. Church, if you keep jumping in people's business, you might not be like Christ. Mm. Mm. So, effectively, with my last two sentences, I tell you, if you are not minding your business, stop calling yourself Christian. Sentence number one. Because being Christian means you're Christ E-N comma you have his title act like your God. Let me pray for you Lord we thank you that you have effectively and effectively taught us how to mind our own business. That doesn't mean we see injustice, we don't do anything about it. That means if it don't make you angry, we shouldn't get angry. Come on, man. God, we have a list of 1,223.5 things that make us angry. You got like five. God, help us to be more like you. Because when we are like you, you grow whatever we're in. If you receive it, will you say amen? amen.
in Jesus' name. We'd like to thank all of you for coming out to the Church Friends Church. All of you in front of us, we got the best members inside the world. Thank you guys for coming out. God bless you and good night. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get to six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. You will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business? Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth, and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video, and do nothing? The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS, and this is your moment.